remember the name. And my goodness, it's gone way down to Swansea. Off in style. I, was, I was sat in the cabinet room and I was like hosting me on me. The big man, the fridge is open. He's flown like a gazelle. What can Chris Gale do? He goes low. Oh, you rat. You've got a man beside you. He's got it. England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins. Hey there you, this is The Wrongan and your daily dump of everything which has gone down in Chennai. Day three, things have really started to get interesting as England turned the screw with the ball. I'm with Ollie Godden, who's joining me from Leafy Surrey. How you doing, Bertie? Good to join you again. Yeah, it's very good to be on. Uh, I've just been wondering recently, you've been the most religiously up at four in the morning out of any of us. It's just me and you here at the moment because uh, both Messrs. Parry and Agarwell didn't quite rise in time. I think Satch's was more from the point of view of England are playing very well. India aren't. I can afford to miss this. Max seems to just sort of do a lot of sleeping. I've been wondering, given your religiosity for the cricket, how is your girlfriend Georgia now beginning to appreciate you getting up at four o'clock every single morning like a monk for cricket <laughs> like a monk I don't think the uh, the getting up's not too bad we're both quite good sleepers so um, so as soon as I'm out the out the bedroom door then she's back to sleep but I think the fact that it's still taking up uh, my whole morning watching cricket is becoming a little bit irksome um, that is what I'll say on the matter and I think I'll get in trouble if I say any more so uh, in the words yeah, of Jose Mourinho you prefer not to speak <laughs> I not to speak, but it's okay. It's in the name of content, and that's uh, content is king. So yes, content is king. Uh, words to absolutely live by. India stand at uh, two hundred and fifty-seven for six at the close of play. Quick rundown of the day: early wickets for England, pair of the meet for Archer and Bess took India to about seventy-three for four. Then big recovery effort from uh, Pant and Pajara, close shortly followed by a little bit of a fight back once again for England. And England are very much in the driving seat as it stands. Big talking point today. It remains to be seen exactly how his career is going to pan out. But Don Bess, we're beginning to see over this and the last couple of tests, the story beats of how his career is evolving. Good performance today from him with the ball. Mm. I think uh, people far more knowledgeable than us have been saying that we've got to give him a chance over a number of tests to show what he can do. And once he has some overs in his in his arms every season, every series, then uh, then he's going to come to fruition. And yes, he sprinkled a little bit of good fortune in with his uh, in with his bowling today. But by and large, it was a very impressive bowling performance. He controlled his line and length really well, and that was enabled him really to to build the pressure. And when Pant was counter-attacking, he was the one that was able to sort of restrain things, really. So, yeah, a good performance and, and hopefully a marker of more things to come on his part. The two biggest wickets of the day, probably, uh, or we're going to ignore the Pajara wicket just for the time being uh, because of because of how it quite came about. Uh, but Coley, the really big wicket, and then he got Rahani in the next over. I was really impressed, to be honest, with the way that Coley Wicky went down. He sort of lined it up. There was a, some good consistency to his bowling. And the ball that then got Coley had the right line, slightly different angle. Coley had to play at it. Good bounce. That is sort of a bit of classic off-spin bowling in a way. Like off-spinners get obviously often maligned for, in a way, anyone could do off-spin off bowling. And But there is a there is a subtlety to it. And he really nailed that when he got Coley. Yeah, definitely a subtlety and a patience as well. You've got to work up uh, a batsman over a period of time. And I agree with you. The way that he sets Coley up was uh, was impressive and bold to his plan. And the ball 
the the actual ball that he, he just missed Coley was was impressive. It spat out the rough, dipped nicely, and obviously caught the uh, the inside edge to to Pope. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I put on the put on the chat. Did he actually wake up this morning thinking, you know, what Coley's my man? I'm I'm not so sure. Um, but we knew that the spinners would have a big part to play in this series and this test. So uh, so it was good that that Bess has come to come to the party, really. I suppose. And then Rahani the next over absolute monster grab uh, from Root at mid-off there. Yeah, it was. Do you think, I suppose I'm split between this a little bit. Is it fortune or un- misfortune or fortune for uh, for Rahane or should he just have parked it out of Root's reach? Like, it's a great catch um, and it's driven loads of the, fairly loads of ground. It's still aerial and it's still within reach of Root and it's a pretty pretty rancid full toss so either go over him go along the ground like you can pretty much choose anywhere to put it and he's put it put it in within reach of root so uh, i do have a little bit of sympathy great catch but but there's also the element of just don't hit it within reach of him yeah now that wicket and also i'm particularly with the pajara wicket for those who haven't seen it pajara hits the ball onto a crouching ollie pope at short leg catches his shoulder and then just drops into the arms of Rory Burns. Slightly, slightly lucky wicket, we will admit. But Bess is, he seems to be one of those easy targets for England cricket fans. And the word sort of lucky seemed to be flying around a lot on social media, partly coming from Indian corners who were a little bit aggrieved that a couple of the wickets mm. they almost couldn't do anything about. Is he lucky, Bess? Or that lightning seems to be striking several times in recent tests and... I don't know. It's difficult. It's difficult for that to happen by chance. It is. I'm not sure how many comparisons can be made to between, sorry, Sri Lanka, where he did bowl woefully and pick up a fifer, and today, where he bowled in large parts very well and then got slices of luck to, oh, I say slices, huge chunks of luck to uh, to get his wickets. I think today he probably deserved the, the fortune he got. Pajara, um, I'm, I'm not putting any blame on his shoulders. Well, actually, to quote Matt Cracknell, the, the ball should have gone 20 yards back into the stands. But, um, but yeah, I felt that Burst probably did deserve the, the luck that he accrued today. So, you know, it will happen. On another day, you won't get the rub of the green. He'll have four catches dropped at, at slip. Um, someone will do a, a Sharma at mid-wicket and, and put a catch down and, and things won't go his way. But I think while things are going your way, you just got to make the most of it. And he bowled well enough to, to deserve the wickets that he got. As well, the wicket that he picked up off Pant, another one which could be seen as uh, like Pant going for the for the big shot and it going up, just dropping down the uh, the throat of uh, throat of long arm. Uh Long off his left-handed pant, isn't he? Yeah, it was deep cover. Yeah, deep cover. I mean, my cricket fielding positions, <laughs> uh, my, my knowledge of them uh, is is fairly limited. But you can see in that one that you, spinners get wickets like that. They often get wickets when batsmen decide to go after them. Like it's not like it's quite rare that you see in mm-hmm. Test cricket someone uh, someone uh, go after a quick to to hoik them straight down the ground <laughs> and get the wicket. But spinners do get the wickets like that, and and I think slightly the the whole thing about oh he's getting a little bit lucky. That's just often how off spin wickets end up happening because the pace might be off the ball and the batsman might have got impatient and they and they go after them and it's one way to get your wickets. Yeah, it's a really good point actually. And I suppose even more so when, you know, it's a, a day three pitch which perhaps isn't behaving in the way that we thought it might. We thought the pitch might deteriorate more than it is right now. The, the spinners might be able to 
um, get a little bit more out of it, but it was not spinning too much. You do to an extent have to, to build up pressure and rely on batters making that mistake. And that's where the consistency comes in. Um, and it's what, that's why it's so important that, uh, you know, a finger spinner uh, like Bess can land the ball on a spot um, time after time and build that pressure. And that's what he did with Pant. You're the key bowler for England today, Joffre Archer. We've, it's the first we've seen of him in tests since uh, since last summer. He got on pretty well, didn't he? Yeah, with the new ball, I thought he was really impressive. Actually, um, he got Sharma out with a you know with a, a, a peach of a ball, really bold, a really nice length. Um, got the ball wobbling around a little bit. I struggled really to see the logic in how or what he was trying to do when he came back on later when the ball is old now. I don't think you can criticise him too much because with the uh, the bar of soap that he was bowling with by the end, probably wasn't doing an awful lot for him. But I just struggled to see the game plan. But first up, as you say, with the new ball, I thought he was uh, I thought he was really impressive. Yeah, yeah, some uh, some nice little leg cutters. I particularly enjoy Joffre's wobble seam because you see it regularly enough for it to to be a trademark, but but not too much for it to get boring. Yeah, yeah, no, that that is true. It's interesting when I was, uh, I think Butcher was on commentary talking about, you know, this this accusation that often gets levelled at Archer that he's not trying hard enough, and the res- or his response per se was that he just makes bowling look so effortless that even when he's bowling at 150 kilometres per hour or 18, 90 miles an hour or whatever it is, that that is too easy and therefore he's not trying. Do you sort of agree with that that Butcher comment that he's uh, he is putting everything in, but he maybe well, doesn't look like it. When you rhythm, bowls. when you rhythm to bowl as a six-yard run-up, people, mm. no matter how well or badly you're bowling, are going to level that at, at, at you. I mean, to be honest with Archer, I uh, I slightly get the feeling that there are some more, some slightly more unsavoury background to uh, to the suggestion that he's not not trying or whatever. I mean, mm. we've seen with players like Raheem Sterling, for example, that for England football. Mm suggestions from some fans oh he doesn't try hard enough I'd slightly think that in the case of Archer the fact that he hasn't grown up in England and he's come from, come from Barbados that I think that potentially in some areas not all will mean that some fans are criticising him in a way that they wouldn't criticise other players that were either potentially white or potentially just grown up in Britain uh, but that's not really something which is easy for me to analyse with any particular confidence it's just a gut feeling mm, yeah that's true um, I feel I've pretty taken us on a, on a slight tangent there but uh, but no yeah he did bowl, bowl, bowl really well first off and I think you've got to especially in India where the, the ball's going to go old so quickly you've got to have an impressive or a you know sort of enthusiastic first 10 overs to be able to make the most of, of when the ball is doing a little bit um i will say anderson i thought came in really well as well um i mean he's defying his years and then we can talk about that for days but i thought he came in um worked hard and you know you've got to work in in tandem with uh seamers and and as a, as a pairing i thought archer and anderson worked worked well getting the ball moving around early on one last thing on Joffre is that his whole being emanates relaxed. So often people find it funny that a player is so in the zone and bowls well just because their being is relaxed doesn't mean that you could call them lazy. But this is an argument for uh, for a different time and to be honest, not really one that people are having at the moment because everyone knows how good Joffre Archer is and how, how well he has bowled for England in the past. As we anticipated yesterday... The pitch is getting a little bit more bowler-friendly. Puffs of dust in uh, some areas. Satcher isn't here today. He, he 
I think slightly was scrabbling for some excuses, but it does look like a good toss for England to have won. So I think it'll be interesting in later tests, if England do wrap this up and win it, it will be an excellent performance that they have put together, but we'll be able to see in later tests as to whether England can can do it without winning the toss, for example. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, as good as Joe Root's double ton was, I think the best thing he's done this test is is one win the toss. Obviously, you've got to back that up with a um, good first innings display, which they have done. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that the, the pitch is deteriorating. You know, not drastically. that much, is it? No, not as much as as maybe would have thought. Uh, I thought the seam has probably got the most out of it, hitting the pitch fairly hard. And that's when the puffs of dust appeared. Uh, I think it was Archer who uh, who wrapped. Uh, Pajara, maybe Anderson, who wrapped uh, Pajara on the hand, and that's when it seemed to to rear a bit. But it's not it's not ragging for the spinners too much. I mean, that said, the the most opportunity England had to to bowl into the rough outside the left-handers uh, off stump, Pant uh, has all come on to nullified that pretty well. So uh, you know, over the next two days, it might deteriorate some more, and, and we'll have to see. But uh, but probably not as much as I thought it would so far. And let's face it, the pitch the pitch will deteriorate. But also, if you're an England team which puts in two whole days into it, then that's doubt, that's the doing of England. But equally, mm. from an Indian perspective, being seventy odd for four is not the firing that you would want from your top order. No, it's not. And I think in part there is a bit of misfortune, obviously, with the uh, well, you know the way that they, Rahani was dismissed. I suppose with with the catch. Um, there's some good bowling to get rid of um, uh, Sharma in particular. Gill just a little bit early on his his dismissal and Coley, as we've discussed, was uh, was bowled, was uh, the victim of a good ball. But yeah, I mean India not not the ideal start to be 74, but they have battled back well. And, and the beauty of this in India lineup is how deep they bat and how well they bat up to to Sundar and, and Ashwin, who are proving that now. Yeah, the main rearguard action coming from uh, Pajara and Pant, both once again, both two names that we've spoken about on the show an awful lot over the past month, particularly from what they did in Australia. Pant with the eye-catching innings, uh, 91 of 88, hit his uh, 50 off about 40 balls. Leach was the victim this time. Uh, Rishabh Pant's commitment to brand Pant is very, very impressive. Comes in at 73 for four. Successive sixes off Leach when he comes in. And then Leach is then going at tens for whenever he's facing Pat. Yeah, he was on, unfortunately. I don't think there was any ever, sorry, any doubt how Pant was going to approach that innings. It wasn't a case of, oh, I wonder whether Pant's going to come in and nerdle it around and knock it around um, because that is the way that he plays. I will say, and it's discussion that we've been having all day and, and Satch has made... Uh, you know, been a pains to stay, say as well is that his bludgeoning is very calculated. You know, there's a reason that he was going after a left on spinner who was turning the ball into him and bowling quite straight. Actually, I was surprised how straight Leach bowled because he could work with the spin to go over mid wicket, which is where all his sixes were pretty much. He wasn't doing that against um, Best, where the ball was turning away and he was bowling slightly wider. So yes, he went at a ridiculous strike rate. What was it, ninety? one off 88 balls or something in the end, I think it was, but but he was picking his balls and his bowlers to go after, which is is the mark of a batsman who really uh, knows their game. Um, so it's, it's impressive. And and I don't think it was a pretty chanceless innings, wasn't it really? And, until he got out, yeah. it's not, he gave much away. That was what was interesting in the, uh, in the final test in Australia, that he had an extraordinarily low false shot percentage that when he commits, he commits and he does it well. And that's, that's partly why he works, uh, operates so well. 
particularly in this innings, again, against the spinners, getting to the ball, mitigating the rough, stopping that turn coming out. And also, I thought it was interesting, some suggestions online that his bludgeoning itself, not bludgeoning is an unfair word, but his counterattack itself might have sort mm. of really limited the reverse swing possibilities. Slightly conjecture and suggestion, but England were getting very little movement out of the ball straight after that. Also, just something that was brought up on the commentary, he uh, he was keeping his pads out of the way against Anderson, sort of removing that bit of a reverse swing threat. It's it's, it's, it's exciting to watch uh, Rishabh Pant as an England fan that you can go in, score a load of runs, and you know he's still England, India aren't getting anywhere near the total. But it was a very good innings. Yeah, everyone was sort of happy with how it was going. Really, India needed someone to counterattack. They need, they needed some runs uh, by and large, and then England fans fans were happy because you, you felt that he was going to get. Or he's going to come unstuck at, at some point. I think he—it's easy as you know, journalists or people who are commenting on cricket to to make the observation that he's just this person who whacks the ball and limit him down to to that. And I think it's almost something that Ben Stokes was uh, a victim of early in his career when people only think of him as as this heroics of this big sort of six hitter and, and four hitter. But there is, as you say, with making sure that he was getting his front pad out of the way to Anderson, a lot more going in, going on, and uh, a lot a lot more sort of mindful approach to the way that he was batting than just trying to plant everyone out of the ground. Yeah, it's a lot more accurate than to describe him as a power hitter, to describe him as just mm. an offensive batsman. That's that's his game. And and if that offensiveness then forces the bowlers to to change the way they bowl at him, attack is the best form of offence in some ways, and that might be controversial in discussion about test cricket. But then again, it comes to his departure. Pajara's already gone, holes out down to the boundary. Is that approach still justified when he's realistically still the the only proper batsman left? Yeah, I still think countering and, and going on the offense is the way to go, but you've still got to, you know, choose the bowlers that you're doing it to and choose the right balls that you're doing it to. Until that point, he hadn't really tried to go aerial with the a, a ball that wasn't there to hit. With the, you know, he got tied down, I think, by an over from Root and a couple from Best, where the ball was put outside his his off stump. He couldn't go over mid wicket, which is is his preferred option. Um, and in the end, he just got sort of frustrated by uh, the collection of dot balls and the, and the ball was turning away from him and hence I think he tried to go straight and it sort of skewed off his outside edge to, to cover in the end so I wouldn't say necessarily that the approach is wrong just that he maybe chose the, the wrong ball and the wrong bowler to, to approach it with that's something you get with maturity and experience I think yeah, and if he was the sort of batsman where I mean we've we've seen with Pant what happens when he sort of tried to be reined in, he doesn't work as well. If you were the sort of batsman, I think you use Stokes as a as a good example as a player who's obviously matured over time. We've seen that he can do both and act as the sort of gr- do the grind when England have required it, and also be someone who plays freely when they can. Uh, Pant isn't necessarily doesn't necessarily have those skills to be able to do that and if he develops that over the course of his career then then he may well do but equally the fact that he connects so well when he's on the attack suggests that yeah that's just something which India have to accept because ultimately the benefits will outweigh the negatives whenever that happens the money we went yeah, after think- Jack Leach not really been his day was it <laughs> No, I, I think he was probably uh, bereft of all confidence by the end of the day and then uh, not helped by uh, poor old Joffrey Archer's drop catch as he was, he was running back towards the boundary. It wasn't his day. But again, that's the way that spin goes. And we've, we've just talked about how best everything seemed to go for him. All the fortune went his way. 
Um, on this occasion, it was a solo left armor that, uh, that Pant took you like, took a, took you liking to, took a liking to. And, you know, on another day, he'll be bowling to a right hand who, who doesn't have the success against slow left arm. So, you know, with spinners, you sort of take the, uh, the rough with the smooth. If you're I did enjoy Joe Root trying to burgle Leach a wicket with uh, what was potentially one of the worst reviews I've ever seen England do, where it was, <laughs> it was approximately a foot over and a foot wide of the wicket. They had another go, it was a bit closer, but it was turning, but it's still not turning that much. I mean, they were both close than I thought they were going to be. To be honest, uh, I thought it was. You know, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. How, can you analyse that? Is is there is there scope for uh, for looking at that sort of review? I don't know, but uh, but not out is the answer. But if you've got the reviews, the general thing is, if yeah. you've got, we've got three reviews and, nowadays, and why not yeah. use them when you've got three or two left? Yeah, no, you're right. We we got three reviews now because of uh, the home umpires. It's pretty a good time to say how well I thought the umpires have actually uh, gone this game. Um, I don't have the stats to hand, but it seems like they've got very few reviews overturned. A couple of times I thought that's definitely out or that's definitely not out. Uh, and I've been wrong and they've and they've obviously got it live and I've had benefit of about 12 replays. So yeah, no, the, the umpires have done very well. And um, if you've got three reviews, as you say, you might as well use them. That's just part of the game now, isn't it? That you uh, That you might take a risk that you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah, the game is extremely well poised, and uh, and the series is quite well poised and set up. It'll be uh, at least if England, from an English perspective, if England can win, then uh, England can't lose the series until uh, until the final <laughs> game, which which at least makes the ratings more interesting for Channel Four. Uh, let's be honest. I think that is absolutely everything we've got for day three in Chennai. It's very well balanced, and if you would like to contact us on the show, please. Uh, message in on Twitter or you can also record a voice me- a message through uh, through Anchor which is uh, one of the websites on which we host our podcast uh, so uh, if you've got anything to say got any comments are we right are we wrong have you got praise have you got criticism for us not just uh, not just what's going on in the field uh, then please do get it in uh, but we'll be back with you tomorrow so see you then bye bye